Hello, Charmers. Welcome into another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know the drill. Come on in. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Go ahead and grab you something sexy to drink. I just have water today, but I don't even have it with me <laughs> right now. So go ahead and find your pleasure and sip it up. Go ahead and make sure you stay hydrated throughout this time that we share together and relaxed as well. This is a time and space for us to gather, exhale, and love on one another. It's super important and most importantly, love on yourself. For those of you who are new, welcome. I had the wonderful pleasure and opportunity of speaking at a speaking engagement recently and got to share with people about my podcast and several of you mentioned that you would tune in and listen and so I'm grateful for all the newbies that are here share with your sister friends your sisters your aunties and women in your life that you know would resonate with it don't take it by mistake that you're called to this episode it's not by mistake I take it very seriously it's my passion it's my love and I consider it an honor to be used to have some time with you in your life as you are growing and expanding in your queendom. And for those of, the, those of you who are returning, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate it. Thank you for every like and share. You have no idea the energy and the vibration that we are all calibrating and co-creating together that is impacting nations globally. So thank you so much for your time here with me. For those of you who don't know who and what Miss Charm School Podcast, who it's for and what it's about, Miss Charm School Podcast is for women who are in transition, women who are in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. What does that mean? Women who are in their womanhood are women who are really in me season where their decisions really only impact themselves and they really only have to worry about filling up their own tank and loving on themselves, pouring out on themselves. It's a wonderful time to be in your womanhood. It's a great season and you take lessons from your womanhood into your queendom. Some of the things that uh, we should be learning in our womanhood is how to really love on ourselves, how to fill ourselves up. We should be really establishing a sacred space and a sacred ritual where you if you have an altar in your house or a sacred space in your house where you go and connect with higher power, God, um, the universe, a source beyond yourself, where you really learn how to listen and hear God clearly, a time for you to pray and connect to love, all that is, and fill up on love. And therefore, when you fill up within yourself, you have the greater capacity to fill out I mean, to pour out and to help encourage others around you when your cup is full, your tank is full. And so these are things that you should be learning in your womanhood. Also, how to pleasure yourself and love yourself and what are the things that you like that bring you joy. When you enter into a space of your queendom, your queendom simply just means that your decisions no longer only impact yourself, but that your decisions impact nations. Nations just meaning groups of people. So when I started Miss Charm School podcast, it was really for women in transition out of their singleness into their uh, marriage, into their wife season, into their first five years of marriage. That's when I that's who I really originally started Miss Charm School podcast for. But as I've been doing this work, I realized that some of y'all choose to marry the money. Hey, hey. <laughs> and your career and um, 
though I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, you ultimately have a change of heart and that you come into a place where you do want companionship and love. And so basically, I couldn't just narrow this podcast only for women who are in transition, getting ready to get married. There are people that are listening to this podcast who are in their queendom, which is the term that God gave me. And you're in different aspects of your queendom. You could be a woman in corporate America who has already been married and now divorced. and Or you could be a woman who um, is in her single season, but you are a queen in the sense that you're a manager at your job or a director at your job and your decisions actually impact other team members. Or you could be who this podcast was, was originally created for, women who are now fiance or wife or in their first five years of marriage. And so that's who Miss Charm School podcast is for. It's for women in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. Queendom just meaning that your decisions no longer impact yourself, but they impact other groups of people. If you think about a queen sitting on her throne, you know, if she decides off with your head, that's it. <laughs> if she speaks a word, it's done in the kingdom. People are going to carry it out for her. She doesn't really have to lift a finger to do a thing. And when you're in an elevated position of queendom, that's something that God has given you. Um, and it's not a position to be taken lightly or to be taken for granted or to devalue. It's a valuable place and space to be in. And so we do life together. We journey together and we talk about all different types of aspects of your queendom here on this podcast. So welcome. <laughs> I actually started to record this episode before and I was about mm, halfway through it and realized, mm, I don't know if this is making sense. <laughs> so I am restarting to record and really praying and thanking God for already using me to speak through me as I get ready to share with you the lesson for today. So what I really want to talk about today is rest, the word rest and a different definition of the word rest. When I looked up the word rest, and this is just in my personal sacred uh, prayer and quiet time with God that I have daily, when I looked up the definition of rest, I was drawn to one particular definition, and it's the legal definition of rest. And the legal definition means when a the prosecution or the defense, usually attorneys, but when the prosecution and the defense rest, that means that they no longer have any evidence that they are presenting, they are done arguing their case, and the prosecution or the defense rest. So they leave it alone, they let it go, they let it rest, they let it stand. And this has been something that um, has just been super powerful for me that I want to share with you. So I've been on this journey of The Love Lies, a book by Debrina Jackson Gandy. I've mentioned her before. She's an author that is just phenomenal. We've been talking about her book, Sacred Pampering Principles. And then also I am just finishing up her book for the second time, The Love Lies. And The Love Lies is 10 love lives and love truths that will transform your relationships. And it's a very extremely powerful book where she talks about how women in today's culture, especially in the United States, are inundated with love lies. And she gives an example of drinking water from a poisonous well, but we keep going back to the well, drinking, 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 and wondering why we're sick, wondering why our relationships are sick and wondering why they're failing and why the divorce rates are so high. This is a woman, the author of the book, 
who's been married over 35 plus years. Her and her husband both had extramarital affairs that they both survived and came through and had a complete restoration and revitalization of their marriage. They're still married to this day and no longer having extramarital affairs. And she claims out of her own mouth that their relationship is juicier than ever. Their marriage is juicier than ever. Not only am I rereading her book for the second time, I also am retaking her Love Academy courses. And I just finished the first round and am getting ready to enter into the second round. And it is, it's been so great. It's been great because in my prayer and quiet time, God has told me specifically that I need to detox. <laughs> and I'm like, detox from what? And I thought about her book, The Love Lies. And so I repurchased it, reread it. Lo and behold, I get an email the week that I'm re-reading re the book. And the email is about her Love Academy course. And I said, okay, I know that's my next step. So I took the course and I've been on this journey. And this time around, I told God, I said, you know what? I need to master this stuff because it's not new material, it's refreshed material. And so I really want to be this text. I want to embody this text because I want to see myself have successful a successful love relationship, but I also want to be able to be used as that voice and that beacon to encourage other women in the place, in the space so that they have breakthrough and transformation to have the love relationships and the marriages that their hearts desire. And that takes being radical about divine truth. And I believe that this woman received divine truth from God um, to help women who are ready to receive what she has to teach. I'm ready to receive it. <laughs> so that's why I've been in this process. Now, going back to the word rest, one of the things in the book, one of the, the first love lie, which is the foundational one, and I'll tell you, before I tell you what it is, I'll tell you why it's important. Another mentor of mine, another uh, group of uh, high vibe women that I'm a part of, uh, monthly I pay, I'm a part of all kinds of groups, y'all, okay? And I do that to stay grounded and connected. I spend a lot of time pouring into myself to be the version of the woman that I am today because I take the mantle of queenhood very seriously, um, with fun, you know, not that it is boring, but I just, I invest in myself because I see the benefits and the fruits of it in my life. So uh, in another class with someone else that I study under, and she would not like me <laughs> saying that because she feels like she just holds a space for all of us. Like I hold a space here on a podcast, but she is still a teacher and I learn a lot from her. I glean a lot from her, but she has shared in one of her old classes that when you're in relationships and you're having conversations with someone, um, especially when they're, you know, your lover and you're having a conversation about maybe an argument or, you know, you guys are working through a problem, right? She had talked about how working through a problem is really like cutting the branches of a tree or even cutting the trunk of a tree. You can talk through something so well that it looks like the tree is eliminated. The plant that popped up, the argument that popped up, Whatever it is that popped up, you can clear it so good with conversation that it looks like the plant is no longer in your life. It looks like you took care of that weed from your garden and your garden has gone back to a harmonious, beautiful place, right? Cool. 
But five years later, 10 years later, there goes that weed again. There goes that same argument. There goes that same disagreement popping up again. And she said, the reason why that happens is because you didn't address the root. You didn't really pluck it up from the root. You just addressed the part that you could see. How many of you guys are saying, yes, 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 that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. And so this is why I've been doing this deep, deep work with the love lies and the love truths. And so the first love lie in the book is love is found. And how many of us, you know, even in our music and our songs, tell people, especially people who are still dating, I got to put myself out there. I got to, you know, you know, I got to find me a man or whatever it is. And she says that's the foundational lie. And that's the first one that she starts with because she claims that that's the one that so many women have accepted in their life that they have to find or that love is found. And I can hear some of the Christian ladies saying already like, no, love is not found. You know, a man is supposed to be finding you. Well, that's not even the love truth. Okay, the love truth is, is that love is not found. Love is cultivated with inside of you. And this is why that one is so powerful, because so many of us, even if you don't subscribe to the love is found language, a lot of people do look for their partners to fill them up. A lot of people have accepted, whether we want to be honest with ourselves or not, we've accepted that this person completes me or their love completes me or, um, you know, I know how to make myself happy, but if he's not making me happy, then what the hell am I doing here? I can do bad all by myself. I can live by myself. I can make myself happy by myself. And you can, and you should, and that's what you should be doing. And when you guys come together, it should be really him sharing in your joy of what you've already got going on and creating within yourself, what you've already cultivated within yourself. And so it's a very simple truth, but oftentimes God's truth is very simple. (laughs) It's usually too simple that you just say, oh, huh, okay, cool. But something within your soul clicks and says, yeah, that's divine truth. And so there's so many other wonderful revelations in the book. The second love lie is a man completes me, which is false. The truth is, according to, again, this book that I happen to agree with, is that Women are the completion. We are the completion of creation. We're the last to be created by God and therefore the apex of creation, which means that everything that God created was created in sequence of complication. So from the stars to the light to the dark to the sea to the sea creatures to the mammals to man and then woman being last. And therefore the author describes she's the apex of creation. She's the most complex design of all that has been created. So she's not last on the list. She's last, yeah, kind of on the list, but it's not from the perspective of being lowest on the list. She's last on the list in terms of being at the top of the list, the completion of the list. And so that's love, love lie versus love truth. Number two, that a man is not doing the completing of a relationship. Yeah, he may be... And another one way down, like number nine or so, is um, you just have to get the book, okay? Because I don't want to sit on here and give you word for word, but it's a very powerful book. It's very simple. It's called The Love Lies. Go ahead and cop that if you can find it on Amazon. 
and check it out for yourself if you feel called to dive deeper into those love truths because it's been phenomenal. So going back to my quiet time with God. So I've been studying this text. I'm pretty much done. I have two chapters left in the detox section of the book, which is the last portion of it, or I think three chapters left. And God specifically shared with me, look up the definition of rest. And so what does this definition of rest have to do with everything that I'm sharing today, especially around love being cultivated within yourself? And therefore, once it's cultivated within yourself, you can share with other people what is already overflowing within yourself. And this is important as well for wives to remember as well. And uh, another example that's coming to me that I just want to be obedient to share is there's another thing that she shared in the book about a woman should be the sunshine of her universe. If you think about the universe, the sun, everything orbits around the sun, okay? And this Milky Way galaxy is just one galaxy and billions of galaxies, okay, in the whole universe. We're just a small, literally a small little speck of dust in comparison to how big and vast the universe is. But the sun, nevertheless, everything rotates around the sun. So this woman highly suggests that you as a woman should be the sunshine of your life. And you should, you know, your eyeballs are in your head for a reason. Like you don't even wake up looking at yourself. You wake up in the perspective with your eyeballs being in your own body, your feet and your hands being attached to your own body. You are the center of your world. And when you think about yourself like that, and you think about yourself being the gift, the sun is a gift to all that rotate around it. And the sun is definitely a gift to the earth, okay? We get up, we, you know, we work while the sun is up. You know, when it's nighttime, people typically go to bed and sleep, right? Like we even set our time according to sunrises and sunsets. Like everything sets, everything is set in motion around the sun. And this woman highly suggests that as the gift, as the woman, as the apex of creation, you're the gift to your love relationship with a man. And you are the sunshine of that universe. And when I started thinking about myself like that, it was powerful. <laughs> and it helped me understand that I have to make sure that my light is on and that I also see my light as my feminine energy and my feminine wattage needs to be on. And in order for me to stand in the glory of the feminine wattage and energy, then I need to be pouring into myself and filling myself up with things that genuinely bring me joy. And I talked about this in another uh, older podcast episode that you need to do things that fill up your tank that don't have to do with anyone else. They're not required. Nobody else has to participate in it in order for you to fill up your own tank. You should be doing things that make you feel good and make you feel loved independent of another person. And if you are someone who really loves hugs and kisses, for example, and you feel like, well, Sunday, how can anybody hug themselves or love themselves or how can anybody have sex with themselves? You can actually do all of those things with yourself. And I'm going to encourage you, if those of you who are having those thoughts, like, well, I can't do all those things myself. I need somebody to hug me. I need somebody to love me. I need somebody to F me, okay? I want to highly suggest that you're the very person that needs to give those things to yourself. 
You need to give those things to yourself. And I didn't think that I was somebody who needed someone to hug me or whatever, because I think I am typically a very like non-touchy feeling person. But I kind of resonated with that. You know, I kind of was the person who I don't necessarily need to be hugged all the time. I don't know if I even like to be hugged all the time, but, (laughs) but I did think like, well, there's some things that you can only do with a partner. Like you can't be rubbing. I mean, you could rub your own feet, but it's not the same. Like I want somebody here to rub my back. That makes me feel good. And so I had to realize that those were things I need to give myself. And so lately I've been increasing my own physical touch with myself. Some stuff I'm already really good at. I can take myself on a trip. I can take myself out to dinner by myself. I know how to get dressed up and go do something for me by myself. I take myself to comedy shows by myself. Like, it's funny because sometimes I share that with guys and they'll be like, no, somebody paid for you or you went with somebody. You think I'm stupid. No, actually, I legit went by myself. Um, I don't know why people find that so hard to believe, but it's it goes to show you that people don't, people wait to give themselves pleasure in order to do it with another person. But if you think about that, I've been on the receiving end of that where a man, you know, wanted to be in my presence and wanted to take me out and wanted to have sex with me and wanted to be with me and wanted me to hug him and wanted me at his house all the time. And sometimes it's too much. Like I have my own life. I can't come into your life and then fill all your holes and gaps. That's not even my place. Like I may even actually like you, but the energy is coming as needy and that's a turnoff. And think of how many men feel that way as well. Like you come into their life, they may actually like you, but some of your energy is coming across as needy. And so that's a turnoff, you know, because at the end of the day, you should be able to fill up your own cup, irregardless of the other person being there or not. And that way, when you guys come together, especially when you understand that you're the gift or you're the sunshine of your universe, and these men are just orbiting around your sun, your warmth, your joy, your love, your sex, your passion for yourself. And for me to say that out loud as a Christian woman um, is growth. I'm going to pat myself on the back. <laughs> that is massive growth because I've been around Christian women who have literally told me if you love on yourself romantically or passionately or sexually, that you are, you know, interacting in a lesbian energy and therefore sinning before God. Like I've heard all kinds of stuff to suppress you as a woman from literally loving yourself. And so that's a question that I want to propose to you first and foremost, before I get into this rest, the legal definition, what are some of the, and these are some of the questions actually that I remember her asking in the book, what are some of the negative belief systems that you have accepted that have limited your ability to love yourself in every way? Hugging yourself, touching yourself. Yes. Ooh, touching yourself. Woohoo. Or some of you feel like, oh my God, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Or exploring yourself sexually or taking a mirror and looking at your sexual organs. Some people don't even know what their sexual organs look like. No partner, no doctor in the world should know what you look like better than you do, sis. So you need to really get to know your body and become comfortable with your body and love on yourself. And yeah, increase that tank, you know, where you really know thyself. Because when you fill up your tank to love you more, 
you're better able to, to serve others, love others. You're operating from a place of fullness. And when you can operate from a place of fullness, you'll be shocked at how much energy and time and love and space you actually have to give to people because you'll be giving to people from a place of abundance instead of from a place of lack. And you'll notice that people will love to actually be around you, especially your man, okay? He'll love to be around you because you will be filling yourself up and you will have completely eliminated that neediness, um, that needy energy of like, fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. You know, that's, it's too much. No, no human being should be responsible for filling you up. Quite frankly, that's God's space and place. And that's another reason why it's critical and super important for you to have sacred time with the creator every day. The only person who can mend you, love on you, fill you up, help you work through your ish is the person that created you, the creator. Hello. The creator who created you knows everything about you. The number of hairs on your head, including those that are no longer on your head. Okay, they know how the creator knows exactly how you're wired and what your blind spots are and all of those things. Okay, and so it's a it's critical that you increase your time with the creator because my understanding, what I believe is that God is love. And the more time I spend with God, the more that I have a greater capacity to receive love because I'm learning to sit with love, walk hand in hand with love, talk with love, dance with love. Y'all may think I'm crazy, but sometimes I literally, one of my affirmations is I dance with my lover weekly. One day out of the week, I get up, I play music, or sometimes I don't play music, and I just dance with God, me and God. Yep, an invisible God. I know, sounds crazy, but I do it. I get up in my space where I stay, and I dance like I'm dancing with a partner, and there's nobody there but me and God. And we're dancing together. And I do that because I actually really love dancing. Y'all, if y'all know me, if you've, if you've been here any length of time, you know I love to dance, okay? It brings me joy. And when I've had um, lovers in the past, some of the sweetest moments I've ever had is when some music was on and me and a lover, boyfriend, were dancing together. Like, those are memories that I cherish, and because I love that, I decided to give it to myself with me and God. And we dance together once a week. <laughs> That's something that I love to do. So you have to do things that fill up your tank and fill up your cup. And then you'll have a greater capacity to love others. And you won't be looking to your girlfriends or your boyfriend or your husband to fill up the gaps in your life that are missing because they'll already be full. And then you can share something richer with your lover specifically or richer with your friends. And you'll notice that you laugh easier, that you're happier more of the time, that it won't be something that's happening in your life. It'll be genuine joy that you feel, you know, just to be in your own skin and to love on yourself. And even if you feel like, okay, well, I think I love myself pretty well. I want to encourage you that there's more that you could do. For some of you, it's sex and exploring yourself sexually. Yep, I said it because that's one for me. Oops, put my business out on Front Street. Yep. And it doesn't have to do with another person. I'm learning to increase physical touch with myself, 
literally hugging and kissing myself, telling myself that I'm beautiful. I don't need to hear it from another person. You know why? Because I'm affirming it to myself all of the time, hugging myself, spending time with myself. Okay? Call it crazy, but I'm filling up my own cup. And I've noticed that now in my interactions with men, I don't need to see them. I don't need to hang out with you. I don't need anything from you, actually. And when I'm hanging out with them, it's from a place of joy and ease and pleasure. And when I don't have the energy to hang out with them, guess what? I don't do it. And I feel good about it because my cup already runs over because I give it to myself every single day. Yes, yes, yes. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. So going back to this conversation of rest and defense and... Ooh, that was a lot. Somebody need to hear that. <laughs> Going back to rest, defense, and uh, what, was, what was I about to say? Offense, the prosecution, and the defense at rest. So one of the things, one of the exercises in the book, actually, she talks about if your thoughts were on loudspeaker, or maybe this is from my class. I might be getting them confused. This might be from the class I took with her. She said, if your thoughts were on loudspeaker, what would they say about you? What would they say about you? Think about that. Even for those of you who are like me who say, you know what, I love myself. You know, I take myself out. I know how to be self-loving to myself. You know, I know how to go to a concert or whatever, you know, similar to me. I felt like mm, I'm good on that department. But when I was posed with that question, what if my thoughts were on loudspeaker and I really was honest with myself, I did have growth to do. There were areas that I could work on because if other people knew what I was thinking towards myself, they would be like, girl, what the, what, what, why are you talking to yourself like that? It's not kind. It's not nice. And so if you ask what I want to encourage you, if your thoughts were on loudspeaker, what would they say about you? Do you talk nicely to yourself? Are you kind to yourself? Are you loving to yourself? Are you sweet to yourself? Are you compassionate with yourself? Do you spoil yourself sweetly? Because we say spoiled rotten. I like to say spoiled sweet. Do you spoil yourself sweetly? What would, those, what would those thoughts say about you if people could hear all day long, all day from this moment forward? I want you to think, oh my God, what if that thought was on loudspeaker and people knew what I thought to myself or what I said to myself? If you go try on clothes and you say, oh, you little fat B, <laughs> I hope you're not saying that to yourself. But the truth is, we do not have always loving speech to ourselves. And if those thoughts were on loudspeaker, they would reveal a very not kind person that you are being to yourself. And so that means, my dear, that energy is floating out from you and it's vibrating in your space, in your energy. And there is roots. Those are the roots. You could talk about it all day long. Well, I don't like that you did this and I don't like, but the root is you're not being kind to yourself in your speech. The root is you're not being loving to yourself and how you think about yourself, how you talk to yourself mentally. And then when you manifest that in your outer world experiences, you're blaming other people. But the truth is, if you're willing to get honest and look at the root, what are your thoughts saying about you on loudspeaker? And I had to be honest with myself about that. One of the thoughts on loudspeaker for me has been my body. 
one of the th thoughts on loudspeaker for me is, you know, this guy, I really like him a lot, okay? Sometimes the thoughts can be positive. That's a positive thought. But the other thought is, oh my God, what if he loves his ex more than he'll ever love me? What if I never get to experience the love that he had for that person? What if I never see that? What if he never loves me that way? That was a thought that I kept thinking, kept thinking, kept thinking, kept thinking, kept thinking. And I didn't even realize that I was really thinking it. It was just happening kind of on autopilot. And this is so good because um, this is the example I want to share with you. I went to an event where my boo was there and his ex happened to show up. And when she showed up, the whole my whole energy and attitude just went out the window. And I just got an attitude. And I didn't understand why I was so angry and so upset. I was angry for two days about it. <laughs> and I was like, he'll never talk to me again. This is over. F him. I'm done. And what it really boiled down to was thoughts on loudspeaker. And I had to really sit and say, are you jealous of her? Like, if your ex walked in the building, should he be jealous of your ex? No, because I don't even want him. You know, would I have acknowledged my ex if they, if any of them walked in the building? Sure, I would have acknowledged them. But that didn't mean I'm going home with them. You know, that don't mean I want them. Like, okay, they came, they're here. Hi, bye. Like, it's that simple. And so once I kind of calmed down, I was like, girl, what the hell? What were you mad about? And the truth is, the thought that was happening on autopilot that I said, hmm, let me put it on loudspeaker, is that I was fearful. What if I never, ever get to experience his love? What if that person is the person that will only know his love? Like just these just these absurd thoughts, child, absurd. And once I just put them on loudspeaker, and that's why I'm so grateful. And that's another reason you should be grateful when you have flare ups in your life. When the the tree sprouts again, don't get frustrated with yourself. Now that you've stepped into this space of knowledge, just like I stepped into my space of knowledge, knowledge is power and God's truth is power. Now it's time to take the knowledge and apply it. Wisdom just means applied knowledge. Now you take the knowledge and you apply it and you dig up those MFing roots. And so I had to sit. It took me a couple days, like three, four days. Once I calmed down from being mad, I said, why did I get so upset? What you know? I could look at it from a sober brain and say, there was really actually nothing for you to be upset about. What is this supposed to teach you? And I said, ah, okay. There's been a thought in my brain that's happening on autopilot that I don't want to keep thinking. I don't want to keep thinking that that's the only person that he'll ever love and I'll never experience his love greater than that. That's dumb. Stop thinking that. That's not a kind thought, okay? And so since I'm the sunshine of my universe, boop, change the thought. Change the thought. Change the thought. Just like I'm experiencing greater love than my ex, it's possible to experience greater love. Simple. It's possible to experience greater love. It's possible. Is it possible? It's possible. It's possible to experience greater love. And I just started thinking about that and meditating on that. And that freed me up. And I said, you know, and then I got to fill my own tank back up again and say, you know what? I'm that. <laughs> you got to talk to yourself like that. Look at me. Oh, my God. Get in the mirror. Tell yourself, look at me. Why am I thinking these negative thoughts about myself? Uh-uh. No, devil not here. Bye-bye. Eviction notice. And dig up that thing from the root and love on yourself, even in your thoughts on loudspeaker. Amen. 
Amen. I heard y'all. Amen. Amen. So there's work to do, sis. There's work to do. There is work to do. Be grateful for those moments that pop up. Don't give, you know, okay, you got frustrated. Get, that's fine. But calm down and just ask God, hey, what am I supposed to be learning? Because he's probably just trying to, she, he's probably bringing you into a greater place of self-realization so that you can master the thing and overcome it once and for all. Dig it up from the root. So be grateful when you have flare-ups so you can actually address it at the root. And if you don't know the root, ask, just ask, God, what is the root? Because I'm done with this. What is the root so we can be done with this so me and my husband can get back to having passionate sex where I'm relaxed and feeling good? And maybe the root is for you, um, sex isn't bad. And it's okay for you to explore yourself. And in your covenant marriage, it's not your husband's job to lead you in the sex department. You can lead yourself. You can explore yourself. If there's something that you want to experience, especially sexually, why don't you give it to yourself? Why don't you give yourself the candles and the intimacy and the lingerie and the makeup and the heels and showing up in a trench coat at your own damn house and ringing the doorbell and being like, surprise, babe. <laughs> Take your own fantasy and give it to yourself. Hello. And allow yourself to be relaxed. It may not even be your partner's fantasy. It might be your own. Give it to yourself and feel good about it. Feel good about it and make requests. That's a whole other episode. But one of the other areas, again, get the book. One of the other areas is learning how to make proper requests in man's language. And she calls it man-ease versus woman-ease. And one of the things that you would say in man-ease is would or will statements. Grab your pen. Would or will. So W-O-U-L-D. Would or will. W-L-I-L. Statements that have an action word and end in a question mark. So let's say it's around sex, right? Honey, would you schedule? Okay, nobody wants to schedule sex, okay? So honey, would you tell me the night that you have two hours free? He's probably gonna say, sure, babe, why? What's up? Well, I wanna have a sex session with you. He's not going to deny you, sis. Hello. And give yourself those two hours whenever he says he can do it. And do your, give yourself your fantasy. Run your bath water. Light your candles. Relax. You know, I don't know. Oil yourself down. Uh, give him a massage. You know, tell him, hey, you know, baby, I want to bathe together. Would you let me know two hours you have this week so that we can have a sexual exploration time together? Yeah, he's going to tell you yes. Hello. And run that damn bubble bath and take a bath together and just say, you know what? This makes me happy. I want to do this with you. He's going to laugh at you and call you silly. But hello, when it ends in a happy time, neither one of you are going to be upset. Ding, ding. Give it to yourself. Stop waiting for another person to propose it to you or suggest it to you or surprise you with it. Oftentimes, another chapter of the book, he already knows. He doesn't, sis. That's the truth. The lie is he should already know. The truth is he probably doesn't know. He's been living in his own skin with his eyeballs in his head and his thoughts his whole life. He doesn't know what you're thinking. He doesn't know. Hello. And I'm not saying that you have to make it 
seem like he's just an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's an intelligent man. But you have to be courageous enough to say, you know what, this is what I want to have in my relationship. And so I'm going to give it to myself. Yes, I'm going to give it to myself. All right. And that goes back to the whole foundation that love is cultivated within. That's the truth. Instead of the love lie that love is found, it's not outside of you. You've already, you were born with it. It's already within you. But over the years, you and I alike have absorbed so much negative programming without even us really trying. It's just so saturated everywhere around that you're not good enough, that this, that, that, all the stuff. And it takes us to stop drinking from that toxic well and start saying, okay, mm -mm, let me put my thoughts on loudspeaker and examine them. Am I being kind to myself? Am I thinking thoughts that are loving to myself? Am I giving other people power over me unnecessarily? Why am I thinking that hate, hateful thought about that person? Why am I having some, so much negative charged energy around somebody? Because I know better, but I still get triggered when they walk into the room. Put the thought on loudspeaker, sis, and God will bring you to a place of healing and a place of freedom. Ooh, God is so good and so faithful. And then you can walk around with more joy and victory and increase the self-love for yourself. All right. As you can tell, I just have so much I could keep going on and on and on about for this episode. But that's really it. You know, let the defense and the prosecution rest in your brain. There's no argument. Stop arguing over who's right, who's wrong, what's right, what, uh, uh, uh. The prosecution and the defense rest their case. And that's what God gave me. Sunday, you need to rest your case. Stop arguing over this stuff that's trivial in your brain. It's not important. You're scraping over these details and facts trying to prove stuff. Uh, 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 uh. The prosecution and the defense rest that's it. I'm not putting myself through the mental anguish anymore. I'm the sunshine of my universe. I'm the gift and the sunlight and the warmth to all that orbit orbit in my galaxy, in my universe. Hello. And if you if you've been called into this galaxy, if you especially as a love relationship or in my queendom with my job and the people that I help manage and help organize or whatever the word you want to use, if you if if they've been called into my orbit, it's my job to shine. It's my job to do my work, put my thoughts on loudspeaker, pluck up from the root the negative ones that are no longer serving me, excrete them, and replace the thoughts on loudspeaker with true loving thoughts. It's possible for love to be greater. I love myself just the way that I am right now. You know what? Somebody somewhere wishes they had the body that I have. Hello. So why am I beating up on myself? And if there's anything about my body I want to change, I'm empowered to do just that. I can change it. Or if I wanted to have ice cream tonight, guess what? I want to have ice cream. And therefore, if that means I got a little roll over here, I love this little roll. It was some cookies and cream. Mm, mm, mm. And I felt damn good when I was eating it. I love me. That's what it takes, sis. That's what it takes to show up in life day after day with joy in your soul, not looking for another person to validate you or fill you up. It takes that level, that microscopic level of self-love. 
You can do it. I believe in you. This is the work. This is the work. This is the work. This is the work. And imagine, for those of you who haven't had children yet, when it's time for you to carry your kids and you've done this level of work and pruning and picking up and uprooting and replanting, by the time you're carrying your kids and raising your kids, how much greater is the next generation? Because you're going to be able to pour into them and they're going to be able to grow up loving themselves in a richer, more authentic way, which is going to impact the world, nations of the world, because you simply did your work. Doesn't that feel good? That feels damn good to me, okay? And I can have the juicy marriage that I've always envisioned myself having having, because I became the juicy woman that I so richly was born to be, destined to be. It's She's always been inside of me and I'm finally just letting her free. I love you. I love you, Charmers. I'll talk to you next time. Ciao.